Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's the Trivia Podcast where I ask you questions about stuff you might not even know. But you just might if you watch TV shows and movies. Hello and welcome to the TV and Movie Trivia Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sheehan, and in this episode, I'll be asking questions from Zombieland 2, Double Tap. Our guest today is Kevin from the podcast Goosebuds. Kevin, thank you for being here. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Brian. I'm excited to have you. Now, you have a cool podcast of your own, again, for uh, for the month of October, doing these uh, Halloween-themed trivia. I was excited to get some, uh, I guess, more spooky content podcast guests on the show and again you have a podcast about you know the uh goosebump books i do i do i um me and two of my other 30 year old friends review (laughs) the uh children's book series goosebumps one book at a time um it's a little it's a little more blue than your podcast there's a fair amount of cussing and a a more of uh, an adult uh, a for adults angle on it for a kids book series yeah yeah for a kids book <laughs> series <laughs> but um yeah we mostly uh look at rl stein's goosebumps books read them and review the plot and just kind of try and figure out how they came to be because rl was writing one of these a month in his uh in his heyday and uh sometimes that really shows and sometimes he hits absolute gold but like most of the time we're we're just trying to you know think through the process as all three of us are also writers as well sure sure uh now i'm i'm assuming he's done writing books do you know how many more you have left um enough that we aren't worried about more seasons of uh goosebumps okay <laughs> because once uh you know we're we're through the main series of books right now um and we're on to the goosebumps 2000 series which is a little darker than the original run of books um and uh from there there's also rl's fear street books where which were a more uh, teen focused uh horror series um and uh there are various other R.L. Stein-related projects, and it seems like with uh, Fear Street and the Goosebumps movies, uh, there's not going to be a lack of R.L. Stein and Goosebumps content for the foreseeable future. So we're not worried about running out of stuff. All right. Well, that sounds good. I mean, you definitely have plenty to go off of. And again, it is such a fun podcast. I haven't listened to Go- 
well, I haven't read Goosebumps in, you know, mm. I mean, decades at this point. And again, just listening to you guys, I think I just listened to the episode of, about Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And one of the characters is uh, named Mr. Fleshman, yep. Mr. Fleshman. And, <laughs> you know, like, what? How outrageous uh, this stuff is. It's really a tell, you know, that name. It's, <laughs> he's, try, he's trying to suggest something very subtle there. <laughs> Not a human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you also recently released something cool. It's a, a, a book, a, a kind of guide called mm. uh, Space Kings. Can you talk about that a little? Yes. Uh, Space Kings is a tabletop RPG that I developed with my friends. Um so uh, about nine years ago, uh, I, I, I quit my uh, job and I moved back to my hometown and I started making games uh, and podcasts full time. And I, um, I got together with my old role playing group and we, uh, we started working on this system together that I designed. And uh, a few, few years later, I met my friends, Paul, Nick and Josh of Continue. And uh, we we started recording uh, an actual play podcast using that system, which is called Space Kings. Um, and I, I thought it, was, it would be a good fit for them because, you know, we wanted to meet every week and get a little silly and not do a whole lot of math. So I, I, I figured that would be a good match for my friends, Paul, Nick and Josh. And they had a blast uh, telling stories with that system with me. And yeah, uh, uh, three years ago, we did a Kickstarter for it. And uh, because of the pandemic, we're just now finishing up. Uh, we're printing physical books and we're going to be really, uh, we're going to be releasing the PDF uh, for sale very, very soon. Um, and if, uh, if, if you're interested in it, it it's a, it's a tabletop role playing system, kind of like D and D, uh, but very much simplified, uh, more focused on improv. There's a lot of, um, uh, th th there's a lot more wiggle room in the rules uh, and a lot of uh, room for expression. Uh, we use playing cards instead of dice because, as I told you before the podcast, I am terrible at dice. Uh, I just I feel like I just statistically roll lower than any other human on Earth. Sure. Uh, out of out of sheer pettiness, I made a system that uses playing cards instead. So uh, as you flip the cards, uh, if, if you do really well at the beginning, you know that some punishment's coming up for you later, as well as if you do really terribly at the beginning of a session, there's some good stuff waiting for you in your deck later. Yeah, if you're interested in uh, in uh, Space Kings at all, um, I, I recommend you check out my other podcast, Pretend Friends, uh, which uh, you can find by just typing Pretend Friends into the pod app of your choice. Uh, and also, if you're interested in maybe checking out the Space King system, go to spacekings.space, which is a real URL I pay $10 a year to keep. Uh, <laughs> spacekings.space will direct you either to the store page where you can buy Space Kings or a little sign-up sheet where you can sign up for an email as soon as Space Kings comes out and is available. Yeah, the stuff that I saw in your uh, in the preview there looked like a lot of fun, you know, just mm. with all the cards and you have everything marked out. You know, you couldn't have made it any simpler to to pick up. You have rules and intro stuff. You make it all very clear. And your stuff with the Joker there just looks like, uh, I love that wild card in it. Yes, yes. The Joker represents these uh, twists of Chaos. Fate. <laughs> Chaos, yes. It's not quite a critical fail. It's more like a monkey's paw. You, uh, you get what you want, perhaps, if you get a lot of successes, but also uh, the host, which is our version of the Game Master, gets to swing your, uh, your result in a much more chaotic way. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, before we get started with trivia, do you have a favorite uh, Zombieland moment? I do. Um, and 
I feel like it's one of like the quieter moments early on. Uh, okay. Where uh, so Columbus uh, gets a, a a present on Christmas, uh, and it's <laughs> trivia a, coming up about that soon. Okay. Uh, the, the book he gets is, um, is Lord of the Rings. Uh, I'll, I'm not sure if I'm ruining that trivia question for you later, but it's a first edition Lord of the Rings copy. And I, I actually gasped when I saw that it had been written in. (laughs) And then Columbus does his whole thing about, and you wrote in it. You 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 gasped. Yeah. I was like, no, (laughs) Like, like I know heads are exploding in this, uh, in this movie, but that was the most scandalous moment for me. And I kind of, I, lo- I love that part so much. Oh man, you could tell Columbus was, you know, uh, a little peeved at that as well. Uh, and, and you wrote in it, and uh, you, you, you marked it. these perfectly preserved pages. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely more Columbus than Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Well, before we get started with trivia, to my current listeners out there, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you rate and subscribe and get some friends to do the same. You can also send in your own trivia, email the show, and sign up for my Patreon to get four sweet bonus episodes a month. But more on that after some trivia. Kevin, are you ready to go? I'm ready. All right. Starting with round one, question number one. Where does the gang find residence in the beginning of the movie? Question number two. Where has Madison been living? Question number three. Wichita came back to their residence to get weapons after what happened? Question number four. What's the first place the gang goes to look for Little Rock and the place Tallahassee has been wanting to go to? Question number five. What fits Columbus in the hotel that makes Tallahassee jealous? Question number six, for maybe three points, what are the four types of zombies? Question number seven, Madison interrupts Columbus and Tallahassee's meeting in the president's office and asks, why do they call it what? And question number eight, what's it called when you shoot someone because you think they're a zombie? All right, going back to question number one, where's the gang find residence in the beginning of the movie? That would be the White House in Washington, D.C. The White House is correct. Uh, you know, living it up. Yeah, it, that that's great. And I, I, I could only think about how many replica sets of the White House there must be available to a film crew. Oh, sure. Like, that has to be a fairly common location. <laughs> sure, that's a good that's a good point, man. Uh, but still, the Lee, you, I mean, they were in a... Hollywood in the first movie, you could say in a different celebrity's place every week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> White House is pretty cool too, though. I, I think a lot of the fun of this movie is just being irreverent with props. And I um, I, I think the White House just like lets them go nuts with that and, you know, have all of these priceless artifacts that they can kind of deface. And sure. that's that's very that's very delicious. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of places to live, question number two, where has Madison been living? I believe Madison was living in the freezer of the Jamba Juice at the mall. I think it's the Jamba. Oh, no, it's the Pinkberry. Wow. I'm giving you two points for that. Freezer was all I was looking for, but <laughs> the freezer of a Pinkberry yep. is absolutely correct. Uh, now, I'm East Coast. I'm not sure what a Pinkberry is. I don't think 
I've seen a, a Pinkberry. I remember in the malls of, of my youth, there was the Orange Julius. That was right. where people went to get juice for some reason. I was shoving down like cinnamon butter pretzels at the Aunt Anne's downstairs. But Of course. Those things are delicious. They're great. <laughs> but, uh, you know, now that I say I'm East Coast, I don't know if that's an excuse because they're clearly at the White House, which is East Coast. And ish, ish, yeah. Ish. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I, I just can't, I, I just don't know if this is a place I'm unaware of or would never think to go to. Maybe it's a healthy place that I would never visit. You know, yep. I, I couldn't tell you. Yep. I've, I've, I've never been into a pink berry either, but I think that just sort of explains the gap between me and Madison. Sure. As, as much as I love Madison and I do actually think she's a great character. <laughs> she was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question number three, Wichita came back to the White House to get weapons after what happened? Uh, this is after Little Rock uh, leaves with uh, leaves by in the middle of the night with the car uh, after they both leave the boys. Little Rock leaves is correct, which again Tallahassee and Columbus just think is what sweet irony. Yes, yeah, I I did like that. I thought that was fun. Little Rock has a lot of great scenes in this. Like I, I was really impressed with that actor. Sure, yeah, I was. Uh, you know, I was just happy to see the whole gang together again. Me too. It's a good group. Yeah, yeah, they, and they make a big deal about being like the gang is back, like you know, a, what a nine or ten year gap between this uh, this movie and the and the previous movie. So like, it's cool that everyone signed back on again. Yeah. Uh, question number four: What's the first place the gang goes to look for Little Rock, and the place Tallahassee's been wanting to go to? I believe this is Graceland. The uh, I, I'm I'm not up on my Elvis lore, but I know this is Graceland. <laughs> Graceland is absolutely correct. I wonder why it was such a dump in the beginning there. I was thinking maybe they didn't get permission to, like, go to actual Graceland. Sure, to film there. Yeah, and they might have, you know, maybe just torched it as a little bit of a a diss to to the Graceland property that they couldn't film there. But maybe it was much friendlier than that. And they just were like, eh, Graceland isn't half as interesting as a roadside attraction for Elvis stuff. They made it work regardless. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Uh, question number five, what fits Columbus in the hotel that makes Tallahassee jealous? That would be Elvis's actual blue suede shoes. <laughs> His actual shoes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, absolutely correct. <laughs> uh, question number six for maybe one, two, I said three points here. I'm going to give you half a point each. What are the four types of zombies? Well, first one is uh, the Homer, which is the uh, dumber, less dangerous type of zombie. Yes. Um, there is the Hawking, which is the much smarter, much more dangerous type of zombie. Uh-huh. There's the Ninja, which does not get a lot of play in this particular movie. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Movie. Um, or, or maybe we just don't notice the Ninja, um, as they are very sneaky. Ah, good call. <laughs> and then there are the T-800s. Absolutely correct. Yes, thank you. So that was half a point each. I will give you a third point for what um, Albuquerque and Flagstaff call the t-800s what they call them they call them the bolts the bolts is correct for three additional points wow this is this is one of the largest uh leads i've had in the beginning of a game <laughs> as a person with a degree in english i am very happy to ace a test about a story so <laughs> we'll see if i can keep up this this is still just easy so let's we'll see if i can keep this up sure uh question number seven Madison interrupts Columbus and Tallahassee's meeting in the president's office to ask, why do they call it what? Ooh, 
Ooh, I spoke too soon. Um, it has to do with shape. Has to do with shape. I'm gonna have to take the L on this one. I don't know the answer to this question. Uh, she asks, "Why do they call it the Oval Office?" Oh, very good gag. I like that gag. <laughs> nice. I'll take. I'll take that. Uh, I'll take that L. You're still nine for seven right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but to end the easy round here, question number eight: What's it called when you shoot someone because you think they're a zombie? That is tragically called murdering someone. <laughs> Because, uh, of course, uh, there was a rumor that's what happened to Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, there's a rumor, uh, perhaps confirmed in the in, in the previous movie. Uh, but Columbus <laughs> wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> Murraying someone is correct. To end round one, you are 10 for 8 right now. Nice. Okay. I feel less bad about missing that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have seven medium questions next year. Excellent. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Starting with question number nine. Whose eyes are covered in Columbus and Wichita's room? And what happened last time they were uncovered? Question number 10. What is Columbus reading that he says is terrifying but unrealistic? Question number 11. Wichita and Little Rock leave after Columbus does what? Question number 12. Tallahassee gets upset when he finds out Little Rock is dating a guy who is a what? And for part two of that, he loses it when he learns what else about him. Question number 13. What does Tallahassee do when he offers to help Madison with her bags when they leave? Question number 14. Flagstaff doesn't have rules, but what? And question number 15 for two points. In the mid-credit scene, Day Zero of Zombieland takes place during the interview session of what movie? All right, going back to question number nine. Speaking of defacing the White House, (laughs) whose eyes are covered in Columbus and Wichita's room? And what happened last time they were uncovered? That would be the great emancipator himself, Abraham Lincoln's eyes are covered. That is absolutely correct. The last time they weren't, uh, Columbus had to go sleep on the Lincoln couch. (laughs) That is 100% correct. Gotta keep Lincoln's eyes covered. (laughs) I think he has a kind stare. I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'd want him looking at me at all times, but I, I, I don't think I'd be quite as creeped out by it. Sure. What'd she say? That they follow her around the room? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Question number 10. What is Columbus reading uh, in bed with Wichita that he says is terrifying but unrealistic? That, that would be uh, the Walking Dead comic book. <laughs> the Walking Dead is correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a cool little tie in there. I like that. I, I like that. Uh, you know, at the beginning, uh, they also mentioned that there have been a lot of zombie-related products in the last nine years, and they're happy to see us again. And it's nice to see a nod to another zombie property. Yeah, yeah. We thank you for choosing us as your zombie entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Question number 11. Wichita and Little Rock leave after Columbus does what? Oh, proposes. Proposes is correct. I'll give you another point. With what? 
I believe it's the Hope Diamond. Proposes with the Hope Diamond is correct. Wow, I'm hoping you say yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I thought that was a little interesting move there to have them leave. I mean, they've already said they've been together for for nine years, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. clearly they're dedicated, committed to each other. Well, I, I think um I think the fact that Columbus thinks it's such a like clear shot isn't the most romantic like moment of all. Like, yes, the gesture is grand, but if it's not a personal moment, then it just kind of feels like what they should do and not like this big wonderful moment that the film eventually leads up to. Sure. But is that still grounds to leave? Well, we we do know we do know that there's a little bit of baggage on both on both sides. Sure. So I don't know. <laughs> like relationships is complicated, is all I'm saying. Yeah, and I guess more so in a zombie apocalypse. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh question number twelve, a two parter. Let's start with part one here. Tallahassee gets upset when he finds out Little Rock is dating a guy who is a what? I believe the initial repulsion is from the fact that he's a musician. That is the initial repulsion, yes. But he loses it when he learns what else about him. Uh, that he's a pacifist. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would also be weirded out by in a zombie apocalypse. I think that's a little bit warranted, especially from Tallahassee. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see a realistic way where that works out, especially <laughs> when you just pick him up off the side of the road. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, Tallahassee's reaction is even better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, question number 13. What does Tallahassee do when he offers to help Madison with her bags as they leave the White House? He just leaves them there because uh, I believe rule... Oh, crap. Did I write down the rule? Yes, rule seven. Travel light. Travel light is correct. Oh, man, I love how he says, you you get in the car, I'll get him. He waits an appropriate amount of time. <laughs> yep. And then he just closes the truck. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> Oh, man. Question number 14. Flagstaff doesn't have rules, but what? Flagstaff has commandments. Flagstaff has commandments. That is exactly right. Uh, Mm -hmm. More questions on that coming up soon. Excellent. Uh, And to end the medium round with question number 15. For two points. In the mid-credit scene, Day Zero of Zombieland takes place during the interview session of what movie? That would be Garfield 3, Flabby Tabby. Garfield 3, Flabby Tabby is 100% correct. Two points there, putting you at a 20 out of 15 right now. All right, not too bad. (laughs) Uh, Well, I have five hard questions left. Great. Starting with question number 16. When Wichita and Little Rock leave, they say they're not good at what? Question number 17. What does Nevada say that makes Tallahassee choke on his drink? Question number 18, uh, with two parts here. Part one, what did Wichita get Columbus for Christmas? And part two, when Wichita sees Madison for the first time, Madison is wearing a shirt that says what? Question number 19, where do Little Rock and Berkeley think the name Babylon came from? And question number 20, another two-parter. Part one here, Columbus says Madison is hot, like who? And part two of that, Columbus pours Wichita a mug of what to comfort her when she returns. 
All right, going back to question number 16. When Wichita and Little Rock leave, they say they're not good at what? Uh, writing notes. <laughs> notes is correct. <laughs> and his reaction to that, I'd, I'd say that's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like ending a nine-year relationship with a note. <laughs> Sorry, not good at notes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'd say, uh, yeah, them being bad at notes and Tallahassee being bad at goodbyes hmm. uh, gets me every time. <laughs> Question number 17, what does Nevada say that makes Tallahassee choke on his drink? Okay, um... It is a line of an Elvis song. Oh, um... Ooh. It's to signify she's getting a little excited. Oh, something something to do with uh, burning love. I feel the temperature rising. I feel my temperature rising yes. is 100% okay. correct. Okay. Wow, well done. Thank you for the gentle prodding on that one. I appreciate it. <laughs> Happy to do it. Uh, a moment that we referenced earlier, question number 18. Part one here. What did Wichita get Columbus for Christmas? Uh, that would be a first edition copy of The Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> that she wrote in. Yes. Who is 100% correct. And for part two of that, when Wichita sees Madison for the first time on the stairs... Madison is wearing a shirt that says what? Dang. I made a note of another character's shirt, but I did not make a note of this shirt. I included it here because it is another Lord of the Rings reference. Wow. I totally missed it. Um, It is also a play on a, uh, I think, rather popular TV cop show. <sighs> You're going to have to tell me. I, I straight up don't know. She's wearing a shirt that says Law and Mordor. That's so good. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, man, I got a kick out of that. I, I love the Lord of the Rings references in this movie. Yeah, that was great. Um, I caught um, uh, Columbus was wearing a Dragon's Lair shirt in an earlier shot. And I was like, oh, Dragon's Lair. I know that. <laughs> so... They pick good ones. I didn't I didn't catch Law and Mortar, but I, I love that. And I'm going to see if that shirt's available online somewhere. <laughs> uh, question number 19 for two points. Where do Little Rock and Berkeley think the name Babylon came from? Uh, I believe they think it came from the David Gray song, Babylon. Uh, Berkeley thinks it came from the David Gray song is correct. Mm. Uh, what does Little Rock say? Ooh. What is Little Rock? Oh, Babylon, uh, the the Hanging Gardens. The Ancient Hanging Gardens yeah. is correct. No, it's like probably like the David Gray song. <laughs> Which, knowing the residents of Babylon, it really could be either, but maybe it's probably the David Gray song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell you what, I am a fan of that song, though. Nice. <laughs> that is, it is a good song, but... <laughs> maybe not one to build a whole society around. Sure. <laughs> Man, I wish I had come up with that song. <laughs> uh, and question number 20, uh, both references to the first movie here. Part one, Columbus says Madison is hot like who? Columbus says Madison is hot. Someone he had a crush on in the beginning of the first movie. I must have missed this one as well. Uh, this went by real quick. And again, I, I only picked it up because I watched these movies back to back. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, he says, girl, 406 pretty. <laughs> oh, my God. Again, the girl he had a crush on in the yes, uh, yeah. dorm apart across from him. Uh, but part two of that, another reference here. Columbus pours Wichita a mug of what to comfort her when she returns? Um, that would be Mountain Dew Code Red. 
<laughs> Mountain Dew Code Red is 100% correct. Again, this is what he gives Girl 406 when she comes to his room uh, in the first movie as well. And again, a gag that I'm just glad they stuck with. I, I drank endless amounts of that stuff in college. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've ever had a full uh, can of Mountain Dew. Have, uh, have you ever had a Shirley Temple? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, a Mountain Dew Code Red is basically a Shirley Temple. It's just like that. It's like a grenadine soda with too much caffeine in it. Oh, well, I'm uh, I'm 100% trying that. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> it's a, I don't mean, I mean, Mountain Dew Code Red, hit me up if you want like a video game or a podcast sponsor deal or something like that. We can, we can talk, but I, I'll avow the Code Red as, as a decent soda. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that's game with a score of 26 out of 20. Congratulations, Kevin. Wow. Thank you. I I can feel like it's going to heat up a little bit in this final stretch. (laughs) Well, more on that in a moment. But first, would you like to plug your stuff? Sure. Uh, Yeah. Hi, I'm Kevin. Um, If if you liked all of It's a weird place to say hello right at the (laughs) end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) If you're just just tuning in now. You just tuned in. Yeah. Hi, uh, I'm Kevin. I, um, I I make podcasts and video games and tabletop games. If uh, you're interested in uh, reading some of my thoughts or keeping up to date with what I do, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at RealKevinCole. If you'd like to play some of my video games, there are, uh, a lot of them are available for free online. Uh, you can play those uh, at supertry.itch.io and most of them run in your browser and some are fairly educational. Uh, if, uh, if you'd like to hear my other podcasts, they, they do contain cussing and, uh, they are a little more adult oriented, but if, if you, uh, if you are an adult, uh, maybe check out, uh, Goosebuds, which you can find, uh, on your podcast app of choice by, uh, typing in Goosebuds. Uh, if you'd, uh, like to hear me make pretend with my other friends, uh, you can listen to pretend friends, uh, again, just a Google search away. And if you yourself would like to make pretend with your friends, perhaps in a basement or some uh, better (laughs) ventilated area, uh, I am releasing a tabletop RPG very soon. Uh, It's called Space Kings. Use playing cards instead of dice. Uh, It's been a labor of love uh, that I've been working on for nine years, and it's just coming out very recently. Uh, I made it with my friends. Uh, Three of the other people who worked on it were friends I made in high school. So... Uh, I, I really, really like this book. Uh, and I think it, if, if you have a lot of friends that you want to have a weekly activity to do with Space Kings is a great, uh, is a great little, great little project to set up with you and your friends. Uh, so if, if you're looking for a new tabletop RPG in your life, maybe one that's a little, uh, simpler, a little less math intense, uh, go to spacekings.space. If the book is available, like re- when you go there, you can just buy it at spacekings.space. If not, you'll be directed to a little sign up form where you can get an email as soon as Space Kings is ready. I think that's all my things. So <laughs> I'm sorry if this took a little longer than most of your other guests. <laughs> No worries. If you missed any of that, there's links to all of it in the show notes, so be sure to check all of Kevin's stuff out there. Uh, We are about to record a bonus episode, so if you'd like to check that out, you can listen to all the bonus episodes on Patreon for just $2 a month. Head on over to iTunes to drop a rating and tell someone you know about the show. It would really mean a lot. Lastly, if you have questions of your own or answers to any of mine, feel free to email me at tvtriviapod at gmail.com or reach out on any of the socials at tvtriviapod. Kevin, thank you again so much for being here. I'm excited to do the bonus episode with you. Me too. Thank you so much for having me on, Brian. (laughs) Of course. 
Uh, listeners, thank you, and stay tuned for more trivia. Trivia.